Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Adi Oladipo here. Thank you, as always, for downloading Fight Night Extra. All right, before we get started... Uh, some exciting news to bring you, and this is big news. Talk Sport are going to be bringing you live and exclusive coverage of the trilogy fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, live from Las Vegas. And look, if that's not enough, on the same night, we also have live coverage of Joe Joyce versus Carlos Takam. Remember, that's 10 hours, 10 hours of uninterrupted boxing coverage on Talk Sport on Saturday, July 24th. And obviously, between now and then, we're going to have every single angle covered here on Fight Night Extra. So make sure you put that one in your diaries. 24th of July, TalkSport have got you covered. Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder and Joe Joyce versus Carlos Tagger. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon, this is Final Extra of myself, Adi Depot, and the great Gareth Faye Davis. Look, if you love your boxing and your MMA, I've got, I've got to remind you, then this 110% is the show from you. We're going to be discussing all the latest from the world of combat sports. Busy show today. Today we're going to discuss all the biggest news at the moment, including Bob Arum saying that the UK is the most likely venue for AJ against Fury. We're going to be asking Gareth Faye Davis about that. And we'll attempt to get the bottom of what's going on with Dillian White. I mean... It talks about fighting in July, August. Now we're hearing possibly September, October. Plus, we have the great Connor Ben on the show. We're looking forward to him. He's got a big fight coming up against Granados. This is Fighter Extra on TalkSport 2. Trying to make an early impression on Samuel Vargas. Wonderful uppercut. Look at this from Connor Ben early in the first round. And Vargas in all sorts of trouble. And it's been stopped. Body shot from Fraser Clark. Seriously, that, that was a right from that Clark. That body shot seemed to have taken a toll. We're not even midway through round two, and Akar looks like he's laboring somewhat. Yes, and oh, taking shots, and this uh, week, and you see the referee looking very closely. Unanimous decision, Fraser Clark is going to the Olympics. Oh, big left from Poirier, now a right hand. Oh, he's hurt. He's got to go back to the count. Oh, oh, big left, and now oh, a right. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my 
quiet weekend in the world of boxing. There were some fights. I say quiet weekend. Stateside, there were some fights. Look, we got uh, Conor Ben coming up. I-, I can't wait to speak to Conor Ben. Someone asked me the other day um, who I think is the next big star. Not just in British boxing, in world boxing. I had to mention Conor Ben. I'm not just saying it because he's coming on. It's true. I said boxing's not just about what you do in the ring, it's what you do outside of it as well. And I think the way in which he promotes himself, Gareth will tell you about his YouTube channel. He's very lively. Every time you give him a mic, that's your first time to sell yourself and he continually sells himself. Uh, Gareth, Conor Ben coming up. Exciting to speak to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, as, as I agree with you, I think he's potentially one of the biggest rising stars in the UK, a potential pay-per-view star. Um, he's got everything. He's got the whole storyline. His father, Nigel Benn, of course, one of the great and popular British boxers of the last 30 years. Mm. And all Connor really needs to do now is progress and improve and become more of a technician because we know he's a tearaway warrior. So um, he's got all the ingredients. He's a very young man. He's already a father. His, his storyline is out there. You know, it's, he just needs to keep on winning and yeah. looking really good. No, you're right. It just needs to keep on winning. And unfortunately, that's the sport we're in where, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of losses can derail the momentum. Uh, Granados mm. is not going to be easy. But it's good that he's now headlining shows as well. Where are you on this Granados matchup? I mean, do you think it's kind of the same as a Vargas? Do you think it's a step up, a sideways step? Where are you? Um, look, they've got to be very careful how quickly they progress, Connor. People jump into the top 15 sanctioning body pound for pound rankings Addy very quickly mm. um, and and you know he he hasn't got a great he's not like a Vassal Lomachenko that had 400 um, amateur boxing matches you know um, and went to two Olympics and won two two gold medals Connor started a bit of boxing at 16 um, you know a bit of sparring had a few fights in hay, uh, inside haystacks in Australia and <laughs> you know around the back of back of um, uh, Barrios in España and you know had a few street fights tested yeah, himself yeah, out yeah. had a couple of <laughs> had a couple of ding-dongs with dad Nigel yeah, by the yeah. way one at 15 and one at 18 and the, when he when he dropped his father at 18 hurt him to the body dad said <laughs> okay you're ready so it's what, what I'm saying <laughs> I'm falling into Frank Bruno here today <laughs> um, no the, the bottom <laughs> stop it you're just making me laugh stop it um, what, what I'm saying is they can't rush him yeah. Granados for me is a similar one to mm. his last time out a little bit more um, difficult a little bit more experienced technical fighter but Ben's going to go in there and be Ben at the moment yeah. but he's got that He's just got that air of wanting to seek and destroy, and I think that's what makes him so exciting. And he'll he'll get into the trenches very quickly with with difficult opponents, and we'll find out about him. That's the great thing about him. He is on a highway to fighting hell, yeah. and that's what we want. That is exactly what we want. And look, we're going to hear. Cue from the him music. Later. I know, no, no, that no, 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 you're right. There should have been something there. There should have been a little stab. Uh, yeah, or something. Exactly. <laughs> um, but look, we're, we're going to hear from him a bit later. And honestly, I, I think in terms of personalities as well he has everything and he's already stepping out of his dad's shadow which is never going to be easy because Nigel's one of my favorite fighters I mean that's not easy to do but uh good luck to Conor Ben I can't wait to speak to him later you spoke to Fraser Clark uh last week obviously Britain's uh, super um heavyweight uh, contender at the Olympics it's not been easy for him to make these Olympics I mean you look at who he's had to get through to get there now I mean 2016 Joe Joyce 2012 AJ he's still there um Give us a little tease of what you and Fraser Clark spoke about. Do you know what? I'll say this. Emotion and relief. Mm. Pride and 
patience. Yeah. Fraser Clark has been in the in the GB Olympic team for a decade. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Joshua squeezed ahead of him at London 2012, got the gold medal. Joe Joyce squeezed ahead of him in 2016, got the silver and made the final. This is Fraser Clark's time. He knows it. He's been watching all those great heavyweights in this generation now. Um, watch the progress of Joyce and Joshua and mm. Fury and, and White and all those guys. He's ready to join them. Um, it's, it's a very emotional interview and a very honest interview from him. It says, stay with us, must listen interview, Eddie. Yeah, honestly, can't wait to hear from Fraser Clark. And you're right, look, been with that GB setup for a very, very long time. Gets his opportunity to shine, and I think he will shine in Tokyo. Um, no fight week, I don't think, and you've experienced all of these, so you can tell us firsthand, it's like a Conor McGregor fight week. We've got one coming up this weekend against Dustin Poirier. Some people say... The, the power of Connor somewhat slipped a little bit. It's not like it used to be when he was coming through. Where are you on that? He's still a massive star. Look, he was the biggest um, earning or the richest earning sportsman of 2020. Mm. Um, 180 million US dollars, if I'm right. Oh. Forbes, it was a record. It was the number one. Um, for me, Addy, um, a Conor McGregor event is an event. I'm really annoyed I didn't get my national interest exemption to get over there before um, to Vegas. I'm, I'm going, I've got my permissions now to travel for the Fury uh, Wilder 3 fight, which I'm delighted about because it's an ordeal to get over to America at the moment because mm. of the COVID restrictions. But um, I've probably been at every one of Connor's last, apart from Fight Island, last probably 15 events. And the man draws extraordinary <laughs> interest from around the world. He will do things this week that will draw the interest, whether his star is waning, whether his athletic abilities are on the decline now, which I think they are slightly. You know, he's sleeping in gold gold pajamas, isn't he? Not even silk ones. So, no. yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's sunning <laughs> his toes on super yachts. He's, you know, he's, he, he, he's the mega rich now and they inhabit a different plane. It's not always a difficult plane to, to live on. It's, I think it brings its own pitfalls. And for a hungry young fighter, it's not really where you particularly want to be. But um, I, I think the thing is about Conor McGregor, the determination he's always had will never leave him. Mm. And I think he'll be putting everything into this against Priory. He looks in fantastic shape. Yeah. But I just, if you recall, I know we'll talk about it later at length, but he's not a guy to write off. When you write off, I've written him off before. In the second Diaz fight, I wrote him off. And I was very surprised when he came through and did brilliantly in it. Yeah, uh, we will talk Conor McGregor a little bit later and how difficult it must be to be the richest sportsman right now on the planet, according to Forbes. Nothing difficult about it. Yeah, yeah, so you're right. There's not, nothing <laughs> about earning that kind of money. Um, someone that wants to be in that kind of echelon in terms of earning big money, big fights is Dillian White. Um, look, coming off that good win against Povetkin, got knocked out in their first fight, had to kind of regroup and a couple of cancellations, then go again, got a good victory over Povetkin. What's going on with, with him right now? Um, there are There is talk, Scarif, about a fight in America. Um, Charles Martin, who I think that's a good fight, by the way. Charles Martin's been calling him out. Um, they're not going to go down the Charles Martin route, I don't think. Do you know what route they are planning for Dillian? Um, well, if they're looking at a fight in America, aren't they? Eddie Hearns um, flagpoled that for a while. So they're going to create a tentpole event for him in America. And obviously that's piqued a lot of interest with the, like the Charles Martin mm. uh, call out. Um, that um, I think it's a good one as well. I'd love to see that fight. I think yeah. it's a really good fight. Martin being a lefty. Um, I, I think Dillian White and Charles Martin would do numbers. Um, but I think they'll give him someone different. But I think it's good that... Uh, well, I think it's all down to the DAZN deal, isn't it, with Eddie Hearn, that they're able to push Dillian White in that direction. 
Um, and we don't know, of course, because he, he hasn't got, he's, he's like Anthony Joshua, he's not part of the Dazone um, Hearn uh, kind of axis mm, for the stable. Mm. So it might be a Sky event, um, which is interesting. But yeah, it's about time he fought in America. Um, but, you know, Dillian White needs a fight. Um, and he's a very hungry fighter, so they want to get him out there and get him active. Because he's going to have to wait around for the world title, Eddie. That's the problem. This is the problem. You're right, he does need to be active, and I think it'll be good for the American market to see Dillian White as well. Um, finally, Leonard Ellaby has poured cold water on Tank Davis versus Josh Taylor, although he seems to mention Josh Taylor any given opportunity he can. I love it. I don't think Javante's going to stay at 140. Um, that's a big fight, though, isn't it? It'd be, it'd be nice. It, it, wheels can start to be put in the motion for it, but I can't see it happening anytime soon. But it's a brilliant fight when you think about it. I mean, I would love to see um, Josh Taylor and, and um, Javonta Davis because um, the styles would make an extraordinary yeah. fight. And we saw Javonte, um, as we said, kind of, I'm sure we said in the show last week, he was still impressive against a man much taller than him because mm -hmm. he's got those jack-in-the-box skills. Um, so let's see. Um, but it's, it's still exciting stuff. Look, they're bound to pour scorn on it at the moment because they're not ready for that that leap up to stay at 140. They were just testing the waters, but he certainly looked good against the previously unbeaten uh, Mario Barrios. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for the action. Ah, you were. You always were. I was thinking, what's he going to do? And he didn't disappoint. All right, you're listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, here every single week to discuss all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. Up next, very, very special guest, Mr. Conor Ben. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Please welcome the reigning Defending undefeated WBA Continental Welterweight Champion Connor, the Destroyer Ben. Trying to make an early impression on Samuel Vargas. Wonderful uppercut. And look at this from Connor Ben early in the first round. And Vargas in all sorts of trouble. And it's been strong. Sensational. statement made no one banged him out in one round easy easy give me a proper test give me Amir Khan if he wants it he can get it this is Final Extra on TalkSport 2 of myself Adi Oladipo look you guys know how I feel about Conor Ben. I've, I've said it many times on this show and other shows before for me no more exciting a fighter right now on British soil uh, obviously big fan of his dad which helps me be a big fan of his but it's not just what he does in the ring I've said this before it's what he does outside as well the YouTube channel the way in which he promotes himself I think most fighters come and take a leaf out of his book uh, big fight coming up Connor against Adrian Granados um, you, you, sh you shocked me I can't lie against Samuel Vargas I didn't expect that I expected that to be tougher work you made it look like easy work Granados though a bit more trickier comes with that gritty side of him but can box as well a bit, a bit more of a boxer clean boxer what are you expecting? well I don't really worry about what my opponents can do. Um, I worry about what I can do. And I know what I can do. And I'm confident in what I'm capable of. So, you know, I believe that if they were to present whoever it is in front of me, I believe I'll have the tools to dismantle that person. Um, we've seen the, the Mexicans come over and, and do another on some of our fighters. So, you know, it's only it's about time I set the score straight. Uh, hi, hi, Connor. Uh, Andy forgot to tell you that I'm on the call with you today. He's 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 so uh, awestruck <laughs> by by your presence on the phone. He forgot to tell you I was on. Um, w there was just a recording there of, of what you said when you when you joined Adam and Adam Catchell myself on Fight Night, 
um, after your last victory. You that night called out Amir Khan. Um, has there been any progress towards any of those kind of box office fights for you later this year that you've talked about um, behind the scenes? Well, well no, we um, heard from his, his lawyer slash agent manager, whatever you want to call it, uh, literally straight after the fight. Um, and, and that was it. And I think that ended there. Um, so at the end of the day, I don't blame him for not taking the fight. Um, you know, but then again, it's a confidence for me because if he thought he would have beat me easy, he would have taken taken the payday. Uh, so it, it don't make no difference to me. Either way, I'm going to be in some massive fights in my career. Just, just tell us, because the thing that Andy and I were talking about at the top of the show was how quickly you progress. And, and, and there's another side of it, really, which is how long do you want to be in the sport and how much do you want to prove? I mean... Is it becoming a world champion? Is it doing it till you can't do it anymore? Is it, you know, uh, you know financial what? security? The, what the, is it? What the, is it? At the beginning, it was all fun, fun and games, and um, you know, give the British public entertainment. You know, and you know, I enjoyed it. And thank you, everyone. I still enjoy it now. It's a lot harder now. Um, I don't think anything can prepare you for how hard it gets. Well, how hard Tony Sims works you. And, um, you know, each camp, I think I can't, it can't possibly get any harder than this, possibly. And Tony finds ways to make it 10 times harder. So we're always pushing, uh, breaking boundaries. I mean, um, I'm ranked highly um, in every governing body and the WBC, um, WBA, IBF, um, IBO. Um, so I'm ranked highly in all of them. And even the global rankings on box rec, um, you know, so... I've, I've surpassed what I thought I could achieve when I first started. Um, but I believe with my hard work and dedication, I believe you can achieve anything. I believe that anything is possible. Mm. And, you know, don't listen to the naysayers or, you know, it's impossible for them. But with my mindset and how far I've become, how far I've come and how far I can go, um, we'll soon find out. So, you know, it's how, far, how long left in this game. Um, I, I think I've got, I got another five years in me training as hard as I do. Um, you can't possibly do do that for so for so long. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, we'll see where I'm at in five years' time. We'll have this conversation, Gareth. Yeah, and fingers crossed, okay. it's a good conversation we're having as well. Connor, I think your rise in the last sort of 14, 18 months or so has been fantastic, especially after that uh, for male win. Um, I, I've spoken yeah. to people that have come up, Connor, as well, like like the way you've done now, and they say as you get bigger and obviously the paychecks get bigger you start to see the side of boxing that maybe you don't see when you're coming up so the politics of it all making the big fights all the conversations like gareth mentioned amir khan there and all the politics of making that fight are you seeing that already in terms of getting opponents you want to get or maybe struggling to get a name in the ring that you're looking for i don't care i don't it's not my job it's not my job that's not my job um you know my job is to fight mm. um so who the politics and all that if you do want to get muddled up in that and use your energy to focus on that you do you but I've got all my energy and all my time to focus on actually bettering myself and fighting because say the the big fights don't get made for political reasons when you're knocking on the door they can't you can't be denied mm. but the only, how, the, only, the only how you're going to get to there is by grafting and working hard um and yeah, when you're knocking on the door, they, they can't, you can't be denied. So, you know, the big fights are going to come because anyone, and, and people still love to see me in the Josh Kelly fight. Yeah. People love to see me in Amir Khan. People love to see me in Kelbrook. You've got some great fighters in the world weight division. But at the end of the day, 
they don't market themselves well, so they'll never be a top draw, which is why everyone's calling for my name or wanting to see me fight X, Y, Z. So whichever fight I'm in domestically is going to be, you know, a massive fight. Um, obviously, Kel Brook's my pal, so I'd never fight Kel. But then, yeah, Amir Khan. Um, it's a fight I would want. And, but it's, what can you do about it? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just one of them things. I ain't going to lose no sleep over it. I ain't going to wait for no man. I'm at a stage in my career where, you know, it's important times. You know, I weren't going to wait for the British time. I weren't going to wait. We waited seven months. I weren't going to wait any longer. Mm. You know, uh, and that's that. You push on. I ain't, I ain't going to let no man hold me back. You know, I do what I want. Love to love to hear it. Connor, um, uh, we have got on August 14th, I think, or August 21st, it might be. Um... Manny Pacquiao is fighting Errol Spence in Las Vegas. Now, if you if Manny Pacquiao is around in a year's time and you've grown, Addy and I was were saying, and I do believe this, and I don't want to blow smoke up your up your um your backside, but that you know that you have the potential to be the biggest star of the next generation in British boxing. If Manny Pacquiao's still around, he's never fought in the UK. How would it be to bring the Pac-Man to fight the destroyer in <laughs> the UK. Oh, that'd be unbelievable. Um, again, that's a, that's a massive fight. Uh, but I don't I see. I see Pacquiao winning the fight with Spence. Funnily enough, I know many people Ooh. are going to beg to differ. Ooh. I do. I do. I, I see Pacquiao beating Spence. I mean, I, you don't have Spencer's lived their life, you know, with an accident, drink driving, etc., etc. You've seen him uh, boozed up at some events, uh, so you just don't know. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, people wrote Pacquiao off, say he was too old and this, that, and he's proven every single time worthy. So, um, I do have Pac-Man winning that. But, yeah, of course, mate. They, they, listen, these are the fights the public want. These are the fights we want. These are the fights I want to bring to to, to British soil. You know, it'd be a dream. Even, you know, all the top top Americans get him over here. I was going to ask that because, look, when we talk Conor Ben, stateside, they're talking about a couple of other Americans, unbeaten, young, fresh as well, Virgil Ortiz, uh, Jaron Ennis has mentioned a lot as well. Do, do you look at you them and their trajectory? Well. Yeah, ex- there you go, exactly. Do you look at them and what they're doing, the work they're doing? Uh, not really, man. I'm not too... I don't really, I don't really look at other fighters. Um, and funnily enough, I don't really watch watch much modern boxing mm. um you know i'll watch pac-man spence but i, I don't i won't really um watch anyone when people come up to me and go oh, do you know this fighter or this fighter <laughs> i ain't got a clue why why is that connor why don't you watch uh, because i like i like i like watching the old fighters um so when i do have spare time and funny enough pac-man's one i've been watching recently but you know he's an exception uh, i like the arturo gays the mickey walls the mm. leonards the hagglers i like watching them fights um, and today's fighters, unless I like them, I'm, I I won't bother watch, or unless they're really entertaining and vulnerable, or I, I I won't bother watching. Not just because when I'm not training, I want to actually feel like I'm having a break from boxing. Yeah. I want to I want to chill. I want to be with my my wife and my kid. I want to you know enjoy my life, the house that I'm building. I want to you know go on holiday with the missus and you know, take a step back from boxing. So when I do come back, you know, you're, you're rejuvenated, you're ready to go again. Um, I'd, like my dad don't really watch much, much boxing, believe it or not. 
That is a bit of a surprise for me hearing that, but I, I fully understand it. Like, mentally, you need to kind of switch away um, from the sport of boxing. Uh, Connor, what are we, three and a bit weeks out now from the Granada's fight? <laughs> uh, what happens now? I mean, obviously, sparring, I'm guessing, will be tapered down. Is it just a case of just making sure no, you're ticking no, all no. the boxes? No, sparring's not tapered down yet, mate. <laughs> no, I got 12 rounds on Wednesday with three different people. Uh, how are you feeling going into this one, though, Connor? Super confident, I'm guessing. Uh, of course. Do you know what confidence is? Confidence, confidence is a luxury for those who work hard. And not many people get it. Not many people understand that. You think I work as hard as, hard as I do to go, yeah, you know, maybe I'm a win. Mm, yeah, you know, because that's what the public want to hear. They don't want me going, yeah, you know what? I'm going to knock him out in two rounds. Do you know why? Because I work as hard as I work. So that I do knock him out in two rounds. Mm. And do you know why I'm so confident? Because I get up at four in the morning and do my runs. That's why. You know, before people start going, oh, he's arrogant, he's this, he's that, you know. The reason why the reason why I work so hard is so I have that confidence. I love it, Connor. Honestly, I, I, I've said it. You heard what I said about you before you started the show. I did. I absolutely love it. So continue to do this. Thank We're going to continue to support. Watch. I love your YouTube as well. Keep doing that. And fingers crossed you get a big statement win against Granada. Let me, let me plug CBTV quick. Yo, plug for it. everyone who wants to tune into my, my personal day-to-day -day life, CBTV, links in my bio on Instagram or click it on YouTube and um, like and subscribe. I had to plug myself, Jay. Sorry, lads. Honestly, no, that's no, fantastic <laughs> content. Love it. Looking forward to seeing you in a couple of days' time as well for a sit-down interview for DAZN. I'm looking forward to our sit-down, Connor. Lovely, mate. I'm looking forward to it as well. Cheers, Connor. Honestly, we appreciate it. Uh, good luck against Granada's 31st of July. Connor, uh, headlines fight camp. There should be a fantastic fight. Granada's has been in the ring with some of the biggest some of the biggest stars. What well, you think of Adrian Broner, Sean Porter? Very very unlucky against Adrian Broner as well. Go and watch that fight back in uh, 2017. But always great to speak to Connor Ben there. All right, you listen to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, here every single week to discuss all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. Next up, we're focusing on the Olympics with GB captain Fraser Clark. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Beautiful right jab to start the third and final round as Potkinen in pursuit of her second Olympic place comes out aggressively, but look at the poise. Young Caroline Dubois is showing, boxing and moving and proving that she is not going to be roughed up by Potkinen. Good start from Dubois. What a moment for Caroline Dubois. 
The 20-year-old from London is just one win away from Tokyo 2020 and look at what it means to her. This bout breaking into life in the third. Sotomayor again on the ropes. Now, it's all over. McCormack takes the victory. Body shot from Fraser Clark. Serious intent. That, that, that was a right from that Clark. That body shot seemed to have taken a toll. We're not even midway through round two and Akar looks like he's laboring somewhat. Yes, and oh, taking shots, and this uh, week, and you see the referee looking very closely. Unanimous decision, Fraser Clark is going to the Olympics. And let's find an extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, if you've missed any of today's shows, you can always catch up with our podcast. Just search for Find Out wherever you download your podcast for access to all previous episodes. All right, super heavyweight Fraser Clark will lead Team GB's squad of 11 fighters into next month's Olympic Games in Japan. The 29-year-old was overlooked four years ago in Rio in favour of Joe Joyce, but is determined to lead by example this time around by securing gold as team captain. He caught up with our very own Gareth A. Davis a few days ago to relive the experience of securing qualification to this year's delayed games. Emotion, you know, in, in boxing, we all know how much of an emotional sport it is because of what you go through outside the ring, in the gym, on the track, the early mornings, the late nights. But I think, you know, it all come to all come to the horizon in Paris, especially in that moment. You know, once, once they announced me as the winner, um, everything, all them emotions over the years, the ups and downs, they all sort of came into one moment. My family, my friends, the coaches, every, everything came into my head. So it was a really beautiful moment. But you know the build-up, the fight. I don't want to. I don't want to put it down, but it was horrendous. It was. It was. It was really, really horrible. It was a. It was a feeling that I've never been through before. And you now I'm not afraid to say it. As a, as a super heavyweight boxer, I was crapping my pants. So that's 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 the only the only literal word because, you know, you put so you put so much into something for years and years and years, and it rides on that one moment, nine minutes against an, an opponent that I'd already beat. So you have you have you have that in your mind, but at the same time, it was his one chance to go to the Olympic Games as well. So I expected nothing less than him to give absolutely everything, and he pushed me to my limit. You know, he, he was a smaller guy, had all the disadvantages, but it just shows you know when when you want things bad enough. And I had I had a massive respect for him after. You know, I said, you know what, I could see that you were fighting like that was your one and only chance to go to the Olympics because what you got to remember is it changes people's lives. And he, he fought like a man that it, it could change his life, but at the same time, it could change mine too. So I give it everything. When you face that moment, I suppose you grow from it because like you say, it's like, it's almost like 10 years of work can go down the drain. It's not often you're in a position where 10 years of hard work can go down the drain for this. It's not just you've just wanted the Olympic gold, but you have wanted the Olympic gold. Anthony Joshua got the Olympic gold before you. Joe Joyce got to the final before you in Rio. You've had to wait another year anyway because it was meant to be last year. It must be a lot of pressure, but coming through it, you must grow from it, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. People talk about, about pressure. And I've spoken about pressure in the past. I've, I've felt pressure for different things. The Commonwealth Games, I felt pressure. The ABA finals, you feel pressure. The GB championships, you feel pressure. Every international tournament, you feel pressure. But it, now I know what real pressure is. Mm. Um, th that was all pressure. And don't get me wrong, you know, it, everything has their, its own pressures. But this was real pressure. This was the dream is alive or it's dead. There, there's no in between. There's no, like, you know, you, you don't lose this one and then it's all right, you go back and rebuild. You lose this one. 
it's the end of a chapter. You close that book. And, and, and I'd, I hadn't quite finished writing the last few pages in this book. So, you know, it, it would have been a whole story ruined because there would have been no ending. So I was, um, yeah, I, could, I, I, felt it, I felt it immensely. The environment was different due to the COVID, you know. We were stuck in a hotel as well, which I, I wouldn't say helped because, you know, you, there was not many distractions. We had a garden and a car park to walk up and down to get, you know, to get some fresh air and try and entertain each other. With the COVID, we couldn't do anything really. Um, we managed to get, we managed to smuggle a few frisbees into the into the uh, hotel. So that that was that was the entertainment for the lads. We were playing frisbee in the car park. Um, you, I, I never I never witnessed this pressure. I never went through it, but I'm I'm glad I went through it. Now I feel like qualifying was a great great feeling, but also at the same time, one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned in 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 my boxing career was that week, you know, I know that I could be pushed to certain limits now. And I feel like unless I was in a unification world title fight as a pro, I'm, I'm not sure that pressure is going to be replicated. So it was nice to experience it. We're five and a half weeks away from that moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What are you doing in your head, your body now, all in, in the next five and a half weeks? Yeah, well, there's still, there's still, there's still, still time for some hard work to be done here in Sheffield. Um, we're doing that. The coaches, you know, they're just trying to manage it right because I feel like you can quite easily overdo it or underdo it now. You know, it's a difficult one to manage because the qualifier was so close. You sort of peak, then you have a couple of days off, drop down again, then you have to get back up. But then we've got to do all the travelling to Tokyo as well. So, you know, I feel good. I still feel like the sharpness to come from me. I can get sharp again, but it's a little bit too early yet. Um, the sharpness will come over the next couple of weeks. Um the whole, the whole team, to be honest, you know, I think we're all in different stages, different periods, but I think everyone's in a great place mentally, definitely. You know, the qualifiers give us a give us a, some great confidence because essentially it's a it's a European Championship and everyone did well. You know, we had a lot of finalists, and and like I say, everyone was fighting for their life out there. It wasn't like a normal Europeans where you've got a World Championships after to, to fall back on. Everyone was fighting for their absolute life in an Olympic place. Do you think we're going to get a record number of medals at these games with the team we're taking out there? I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I wouldn't don't want, want to jinx, jinx it, no? I won't want to jinx anything. We've got a good chance, but so, so did the guys in, in, in Rio and so did the guys in London. Amateur boxing is about turning up for nine minutes. And, you know, I've seen it in, in former teams. I've seen people have the best form in the gym, get to the Olympics, and either the stage was too big for them, the occasion got to them, so unless we have them nine minutes, you, you, anything that's done in the gym now, it, it, it helps, but it doesn't, it does not, nothing's, nothing's guaranteed until you put that nine minutes of work in, in the ring in Tokyo. So if we all have our best nine minutes, then I think we're in a good place. Um, final question, because I know I've got to let you go. Um, the, there's a big fight before yours. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, three. Mm -hmm. um, we know what happened in the first fight, the draw, the second fight, Tyson Fury schooled Wilder, put him on the back foot, didn't let the bully bully him. What do you think happens in the third fight by you know how fighters are with each other? Yeah, I feel like, for me, Tyson Fury's a, a great fighter. Deontay Wilder's a great puncher. And he's changed his training team and whatnot. I think Tyson Fury said it in the, in the interviews and stuff. I feel like it is very, very hard and takes an awful long time to change as as an actual boxer. 
you might change you might change his style for a few rounds, but then when things get hard, the the natural thing to do, the psychological thing to do, is to revert back to type. And I think you know, the more Deontay Wilder loads up and looks for them big shots, the more he gets the more he gets hit with the jab, the double jab, and and the movement bamboozles him. So for me, Fury wins again. I think it will. I think it will be a bit more difficult this time. So I feel like Wilder will be a bit more cautious, and I think that caution could could make it more difficult for Fury. You know, I think it, Tyson Fury wants Deontay Wilder to come to him, trying to knock him out. You know, I think that I think that's his that's his best best way of winning. Um, but I, I'm expecting big things in the build up. Um, you know, psychologically from Fury to try and goad Wilder to come forward. And the final, final thing, of course, which is the question, the million dollar, the gold question for you. What will it mean to win gold in Tokyo for Fraser Clark? It's hard to put it into words, Gareth. It'd be a sense of a, lo- a lifelong accomplishment coming, coming to you know, coming to the front. I, I sort of rose from from rose from the darkness, the shadows behind behind other heavyweights. People, a lot of people have, have looked at me and thought he's good, but he ain't quite got it. You know, I'm there to prove people wrong. I'm there to to prove to all the, the non-believers and and people that you know have always been told that they can't do things. If you, if you believe in yourself and you work really hard, you can do anything. The more medals we bring home, the super heavyweight captain of the team brings back the gold medal. That's pride for everyone in this country. So, you know, that that will mean a lot to me. And I know it's going to be difficult. And I know there's going to be ups and downs and bumps in the road, but I'm willing to go for anything to get that gold medal. I love that final line there from Fraser Clark. I'm willing to go through anything to get that gold medal. And he might have to. Um, and it should be like that. Olympic gold medals, it should be tough to get there. And it should be tough to win them. But he's got a fantastic chance. And great interview there by Gareth A. Davis. Uh, Gareth, um, look, very emotional Fraser Clark, obviously, just because of how it's been for the last 10 years as part of this GB team. And as you say, not many GB teams that you're going to have to wait behind AJ, Anthony Joshua, Olympic gold medalist, world champion, and Joe Joyce. A lot of people thought he won the gold as well, by the way, in Rio, silver medalist. I mean, he's done well to kind of just wait. A lot of people would have turned pro, but he's got that dream and he's going for it. Yeah, and, and you look, just imagine what it's like having been on the squad that entire time and you get pipped to the post twice. Yeah. Um, Imagine being told you're about to present your radio show and then someone else is coming in. You've got to wait in the wings, be the understudy, all those things. Imagine that's almost a decade. Mm. So that was an, a decade of emotion pouring out of him, Addy. And we heard that in the interview. It was a, it was a, imagine if he'd failed in that, in that task. Oh, it would have been man. an enormous letdown. The guy is going to be a significant figure in the heavyweight division. Anthony Joshua... Joe Joyce, they all talk about how brilliant it is to spar with Fraser Clark. And I, and I think this is a guy on a mission for gold in Tokyo. Yeah, fingers crossed he gets that as well. Not just him, but the whole team. I mean, we are sending over almost like our Avengers to Tokyo. Trust me, a lot of them could be coming back with a lot of gold. All right, you're listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Up next, we're focusing on Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, UFC 264. feel good to be in this spot that I'm in. I don't have to worry about the weight cut. I can focus on my skills, focus on my endurance, focus on my strength and build myself, you know what I mean? Build myself back up. That's what that's what allowed me to achieve the things I achieved. Relaxed and smiling. Oh! 
I'll get a great camp, a great fight, and then it'll take me into the year. I'm looking at this as a season, so this is the beginning of the season. Donald was the first one that I agreed to have about with. back for the love of this, to come and shut this man up. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the he wants. When I knock people out, they don't move. They're not, who the is that guy? There is no one, no one more exciting for me in combat sports, and you can include anyone in this um, than Conor McGregor. Uh, Conor McGregor fight week for me just excites me unlike any other. And, and look, there are some big ones in boxing, right? AJ fight week's massive. Canelo fight week's massive. I mean, Gareth A. Davis has been to all of those, but nothing's more exciting for me than a, a Conor McGregor fight week. Nothing. And I just hope, I hope we see more of these. I feel like we are going to start to see less and less of these now, uh, Gareth, but we are going to get it. UFC 264 on the weekend, McGregor versus Poirier. It was almost a trilogy that I never expected to see. I expected to see the Nate Diaz trilogy before this. We've got one. It's one apiece. What's your thinking about Conor McGregor? I remember asking you about Conor before the Poirier fight, and you were a bit like, maybe we've seen the best of Conor, which is probably a true statement. Where's his head at? You know, he's earning hundreds and hundreds of millions through his proper whiskey. Will we see a legit Conor this weekend? I mean, or is it just smoke and mirrors? Will we, are we going to see the old school Conor? Well, look, We've seen Connor have um, five fights in five years, really, mm. um, or six fights. He, he fought three times in 2016, didn't he? He had the loss to Nate Diaz, then the win against Nate, Nate Diaz in the rematch. Then Eddie Alvarez, where he became a champ champ, lightweight and, and um, featherweight champion. Then, of course, the loss to Khabib yep. two years later. Um, then I thought he looked fantastic in January 2020 against Donald Cerrone, and then obviously comes back a year later, COVID notwithstanding against Dustin Poirier in their second fight. And and I think, you know, we heard that clip um, just now, 60G, um, Dana, <laughs> and that was that was, that was was eight years ago in Sweden. I remember interviewing him post-fight for for um, for the UFC that, that night in Sweden. And that's such a long time ago. Mm. And in just under a decade, look how his life's changed. And I think, he showed that hunger against Donald Cerrone in Las Vegas. Um, he's just got, I hope, behind the scenes, has shown the hunger in his training camp. And he looks physically incredible, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and this is a really, really big fight for him. And I think, you know, much like people are talking at the moment about Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, is Deontay Wilder finished if Tyson Fury flattens him this time? If Dustin Poirier flattens Connor this time, where does he go after this? Where, where, where is the legitimate big pay-per-view event? So he becomes an enormous star for the UFC again, Eddie, if he wins on Saturday night. It's why it's such a big fight for him and such a big fight for his kind of... He doesn't need momentum, but he needs momentum as a fighter now, not as a personality in the world, because he's still a massive cash cow. It'll still do... He has all the records in all the pay-per-views. He's he is the biggest star in the history of the UFC. Uh, it might not be in the top pound for pound in terms of the top 
kind of four or five fighters and the resumes, but you can make an argument that he's the greatest star that the UFC has ever produced, along with Ronda Rousey in the women's game. Yeah, agreed. I don't think anyone can argue with that. Conor McGregor in terms of, and you're right, I mean, that growth as well from that first time in Sweden. It's funny, him asking for a 50G uh, bonus, his suits probably cost 50 Gs now. That's just yeah. how crazy his trajectory's been over the last sort of eight years. Um, MMA is very different from boxing to the point where, I mean, if you lose in boxing, there are some exceptions, right? But if you lose in boxing, everyone writes you off, you're done. In MMA, you very rarely get out with, with, with an unbeaten record. Khabib and John Jones, if you remove the disqualification. Do you think that's it, though, for Connor if he does lose? Like, I mean, you get goes again, but I just don't see, like you said, where where we put him again. Yeah, he doesn't need to fight for a start, does he? So, um, you know, uh, going back to the old gladiator days, fighters are fighting for their freedom very often, the freedom <laughs> for canonical ownership of their lives. You know, they're not fighting for survival anymore. They're, they're, you know, if they're, if they're cash rich, if they're very wealthy, they don't need to put themselves through it anymore. And I think the UFC would love to sustain him for a few more years while they're building up their stars. But as I, I said before, and I'll say again, A beats B, B beats C, and C beats A in MMA. So that there's there's so many more ways to win yeah. and lose, but whereas boxing is a single martial art. So, you, 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 and in many ways, it helps the sport that there are all those ways to lose. That's why, as you rightly say, people like John Jones and Khabib not losing. Um, apart from notwithstanding the, the disqualification for John Jones, as you rightly mentioned, that's what makes them extraordinary uh, as athletes. And I think Connor always puts himself out there. Um, you know, I, expecting him to be really entertaining this week, um, mm. and and maybe I'd like to see him get into the head of Poirier a little bit this time because Poirier is the guy with the momentum and the confidence. I'd like to see a few tricks with Connor. I'd like to see him dominate the press conference mentally. I'd like to see him... Um, what, what I do think we can't write him off in is he went through exactly the same problems in the second fight with Nate Diaz and showed that he's, he had the cardio to do it and came through and won. That's what he was lacking in that fight uh, against Poirier the first time around. He, he lacked the cardio. He, the initial onslaught, if you, if you remember, if you yeah. recall, he yeah. almost finished Poirier in the first round. He was very close to doing it and then seemed to run out of gas and, and, and the tank emptied very quickly. I think he'll be different this time. He's an incredibly proud fighter, an incredibly proud man. And um, I'm looking forward to a fantastic event on Saturday night. It's the Conor McGregor show again. It, it really is. Um, they last fought in, in January. Um, so what was that, six months ago? This is Connor's mm, quickest mm. turnaround since you mentioned 2016. Do you think this is a good thing as well? Like he's been very inactive. Oh, totally. This now is better, right? Quick turnarounds. You can't get distracted. Back in the gym, um, back with Kavanaugh and really training. Nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. And crowds are allowed back now, of course, which is a massive mm. thing. So I think um, if he wins on Saturday night, I expect him to fight again this year, late in the year, maybe the, the close of the year event. Um, pro probably Nate Diaz. I mean, look what Nate Diaz did against uh, against Leon Edwards in, in that terrific fight a couple of weeks ago, where he really nearly did take it in the in the last few minutes of of the twenty five that he fought Leon Edwards after being kind of dominated in the stand up in lots of ways. Um, there's there's definitely uh, mileage. There's skin in the game on 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 that on that third fight with, with Nate Diaz as well. Uh, look, the UFC has always found stars, right? Every time you feel like, okay, there's a problem here, that they're running out of stars, another one crops up. 
Um, you look now, though, Jorge losing, and I think that they were really hoping Jorge could do some stuff. Is he going to 205 and losing as well? Yeah, they need Connor to win, don't they? Not that they need Gareth, because there's other stars that you build, but in terms of really big, big draws, the others have fallen off a little bit recently. They need Connor to win, don't they? Well, you've got Connor right up there as the as you know a Mayweather level in stars of the, in the fight firmament, mm. and and everyone else is below that. There, there's no one on that level of uh, of stardom. Even John Jones is very quiet at the moment. That's why my interest was peaked in the last 24 hours when Tyson Fury threw it out there that he'd love to throw down with four ounce gloves with Francis and Ganu <laughs> if if Tyson Fury comes through Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. I tell you. Tyson Fury against Francis Ngannou with four-ounce gloves. That sells big. And a lot of people will be saying, uh, uh, why are you saying that? But it does. I would love to see that. It's massive. Absolutely massive. Because Francis, I know he's got a bit of a grand game, but um, yes, you are going to say. Just before you guys, I'm going to ask you for a prediction on the weekend. What are you thinking? Repeat or uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. No, it, revenge. Revenge. He's going to get the win this time. Ooh. It's going to, yeah, he's going he's gonna to get a win and um, it's going to be by stoppage. That's it for this week. Thank you once again for downloading the podcast. We'll be live again next Monday on TalkSport 2. And if you miss us, make sure to subscribe to Fight Night Podcast to catch up with all our other episodes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone.